Hey everyone, this is Sphinx, and I hope you've been enjoying Last Action Podcast and the other podcasts here at Gamesilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash Media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called the Post-Credit Scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. It's 1995. Michael Jordan comes out of retirement and returns to the NBA. Gangster's Paradise by Coolio tops the music charts. And the winner of the Stanley Cup between the Pittsburgh Penguins and Chicago Blackhawks, well, it's to be determined. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need... Please, you can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody. It is me, the clearly American, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> here to welcome you to this wonderful hockey game that I am bringing you to with my family. Because I am a fire marshal, and I am at the hockey game, protecting people from the fires. I'm an American. <laughs> wow. Wow. What an intro. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. Uh, I'm Hovercraft Joe, uh, and sitting directly across from me today is the Sphinx. Hi. Hey, Sphinx. How's it going? And it is I, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, uh, Jean- I've been better. <laughs> and Jean-Claude Van Damme over there, or as you might know him, uh, LPJ. We. Oui. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is off to a rousing start. Well, um, if you couldn't, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to sudden death right now, you and I, <laughs> to the death. It, that, it, that's it, how sudden death works. Oh, is it really? Yes. Well, if you couldn't have guessed, everyone, we're here. We're here to talk about 1995 Sudden Death, the Jean Claude Van Damme classic. Yet another JCVD. Yeah, this is our fourth JCVD movie by my count. Hovercraft uh, Joe, yeah. why do we allow him to put us through these Jean Claude Van Damme movies? I didn't pick this. Yeah, I would like to state for the record that I picked this movie. I hate you too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, release date on this is December 22nd, 1995. Uh, I don't know. Just in time for the holidays. Just in time. I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about first experiences. LPJ, you're probably our Jean-Claude Van Damme expert. How, when did you first see this movie? Yeah, I rented it as soon as it came out and <laughs> available to me to rent. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. What about you, Sphinx? Mine's usual story. This was a family flick in the living room. <laughs> we all sat and watched it, and I was a huge hockey fan as a kid, so like that's what pulled me. Yep. You know, I didn't really know JCVD yet because I believe Street Fighter hadn't come out yet, right? No, I don't no, think so. I think that's like the next year. So like, you know, he wasn't the reason why I was into this movie. I was in this movie because I'm like, karate? Yeah. Hockey? <laughs> What can go wrong? <laughs> and everything goes wrong. I will say this, though. As far as John claude Van Damme movies go, this one is the most family-friendly, with the exception of Street Fire. That's uh, fair. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, it was rated R, though, right? Yeah, I think it was. It okay. was, yeah. Okay. I mean, people got shot, you know. Yeah, there were some pretty gruesome scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and as far as I, I mean, I'm sure I saw this. I, I probably watched it with LPJ probably. in his basement. I don't, I don't recall the exact first time that I saw it. Uh, maybe seen it once or twice. I hadn't seen it in a while uh, before watching it for the podcast. Did he talk with you in a shitty John Claude Van Damme accent then too? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it probably came up once in a while, but sure it did. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Yes, it did. <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme. Here I am. Uh, so, uh, going to do the splits. <laughs> budget on, right on your chin. <laughs> budget on sudden death is uh, thirty five million dollars. Uh, domestic grows twenty million dollars. 
<laughs> oh boy. Are you all right over there? You just did the I love you thing to me. <laughs> I know I did. I <laughs> was like 10 seconds ago. I though. know, but it's like I'm still it's sticking with me. It's a weird vibe in it's the studio. Real, it was real funny and really a <laughs> little sweet. Well, you know, you, you were talking like JCVD, so I had to give you some JCVD back. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. We were doing what now? Okay. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're going through some of the numbers on the movie. Why? Uh, budget, $35 million. Yep. Domestic gross, a disappointing $20 million, <laughs> yep. and a worldwide gross of $64 million. So it hit. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, he ro- should have ended with Hard Target. Uh, I think Hard Target was probably after this, right? No, it was before. No, it was before. 94. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 51%. Too high. And an audience score of 39%. Wow. That, that sounds good. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> top grossing movies of 1995. Independence uh, Day. No, that was 94. Oh, uh, number one. Bad Boys? Was, was Bad Boys 95? I, can, am I, I gotta, I gotta go through them. Um, I kind of want to guess. Oh, it's Toy Story. We've yes. fucking done 95 <laughs> so many times. I just. Number one, Toy Story. Number two, Batman Forever. And number three, Apollo 13. What movie did we just do that was 95? Movies that we've done <laughs> that have beat Sun Death. Number 24, Heat. Number 27, Bad Boys. Number 52, Judge Dredd. And number 66, Desperado. Sudden Death came in 81 <laughs> in the box office for 1995. Yikes. So not a stellar outing as far as numbers. And I read that this is becoming a cult classic. Yeah. Did anyone else catch that? I didn't read that, but I believe it. Yeah, people have picked up on it. This is, I would say, regarded as one of JCVD's better movies. I would <laughs> rather see him with the no-nonsense action than, than what we get here. All right, that's fair. I mean, I, I mean I, we'll, we'll just say it now. Like, I was kind of disappointed in the action in this movie. For for JCVD, I was expecting a whole lot more, and we don't see nearly as much as I was hoping. Personally, right. I guess I re- I really liked Hard Target, which I don't know why I keep admitting that. And this is that's not I did not get the same vibe. No, watching Hard Target's it. really good though. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, it's fun. This movie was not fun for me, but anyway, we'll we'll go through it all. Yes, yes. I keep kind of derailing us. I'm sorry. Uh, it's directed by, is it Peter Hyams? Is that how you say that name? That's right. And it's it's Time Cop was the other one that he did with JCVD, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Which right you guys this. did Time Cop, right? Yeah, exactly. We did, yeah. yeah. So the story is written by, did you guys catch this story? Yeah. So it's written by the what the, the co-owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins' wife. Huh. So Karen Elise Baldwin uh, and her husband was the co-owner of the Penguins. She wrote this idea which is bizarre, and then a writer, Randy Feldman, put it to paper, and originally it was supposed to be written as an action comedy, Right. and there's only one part of the movie that he wrote that stuck. Do you know what it is? The fight with the mascot. Yeah, yep. it's the, the fight with the mascot, correct. So I just I, I tried to find more information about like why this woman came up with this story, but I, I couldn't find anything else. Yeah, I, I really I don't know. I mean... I I really have no idea. Right, like is she was she one day just sitting in like the the owner's box thinking like what if someone tried to blow this place up? That's probably what it was, right? <laughs> like weird. So, I don't know. There is a remake coming out. Did you see that? I did see that. I actually had that written down in my notes here. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, Netflix, I guess, June 2020 is supposed to come out. Oh, wow. With um oh, I have it. Hold on. Yeah, I, I didn't come across that at yeah, all. Yeah, so it's going to be Michael Jai White. Oh, sweet. Spawn? Spawn, yeah. He's going to be in it, and it's going to be uh, comedy. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, so they are going to make comedic. it a comedy? They're going to make it, yeah, like a buddy comedy. Interesting. Which is weird. Yeah. And Gary Owen is the other guy who's in it. I don't know. I might like it a lot better. Huh. We'll see. I'll give it a watch. Yep, June 2020. There Interesting. Uh, what do we got next? Cast? Yeah, cast. I mean, obviously, there's not much. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme playing uh, Darren McCord, correct? Yeah. Uh, Powers Booth playing Joshua Foss, which I, they never mention his name in the entire movie. No, no, they don't. Uh, and then I also have Raymond Barry as the vice president. Yep. Do you recognize Raymond Barry? Yes, he he's from. I remember him from Dewey Cox. 
That's not why I remember. <laughs> I I, what do you know him from? He's uh, Raylan Givens' dad. Oh, oh, that is the other place I saw him. Oh, yeah, I yep. guess that is true. You're yeah. right. Huh. How about that? Uh, the the only net worth that I did for this, I don't know if you want to do the... No, you're no good. we have to do the fun sound. You should do, you should do the sound. Oh, there it is. You, you screwed it up. <laughs> That's twice I screwed it up. So, <laughs> so I just... Why controlling that? I just did the net worth for Jean-Claude Van Damme, which we've covered a couple of times, but I don't know if anyone remembers what Jean-Claude Van Damme's net worth is. Negative 200,000. No. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like... Was it like 30? 30 million. Yeah. Thirty million dollars. Well, you've done four movies with him now. I would hope one of you remembered. Yeah, I was shot. There was a shot in the dark. Well, I always remember. So <laughs> well, I always you remember. You write them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still know the answer. Fair enough. You're not wrong. Uh, a couple <laughs> of things I had about Powers Booth. Uh, so there was a novelization of this movie. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but there is. Uh, and it's an audio book, and he reads it. He does. Which okay. is kind of fun. Track that down. Yeah. I, 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 I love Powers Booth. I actually, he is the highlight of this movie. He's, 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 he plays. He's a great villain. He's, he's a, a real villain. He's a real dick in this yeah, movie. He he's like a real bad Ruthless. villain. If yeah. you've ever seen um, uh, um, Deadwood, he's, a, he's the villain in Deadwood. Yeah. He's ten times worse in Deadwood. And, um... And he's great in he's great in pretty much everything I've seen him in. I love Powers Booth. I'm sad he's dead, but you know. Yeah, and he died at a young age. I looked it up. He was Just only like year. 68 or something like that. Yeah, he like, was, yeah. yeah I think it was 2017. I think I saw he died, but oh yeah, 2017. Yeah, yeah. I also had so Dorian Haywood or Harewood. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, he's the FBI agent that we find out is is bad. Hallmark. Yeah, Hallmark. And I wrote down, I guess he's a huge voice actor. Yeah, he does. Like, huge. Like, he does a ton of comic book TV shows. Yep. So, I mean, he had a massive list of stuff when I was looking at his IMDb. Yep. Video games, too. He does a lot of video games. Yeah, and then we we mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, Luke Robitaille, (laughs) uh, the NHL players in there. And then the announcers in the game are actual announcers for yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Mike Mike Lang and Paul Steigerwald. Yeah. And, the, and I said that they said that they used some of their actual like those weird like catchphrases that they were saying during the game. Like, Which is brutal cuz they're so cliché. Like so stupid. Scratch yeah. my back with a hacksaw or call Arnold Slick in the Turtle Crick. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Now we got Hovercraft Joe dying because of you, LPJ. Uh, let's do. <laughs> what a light- are you talking about? Let's do a lightning round. Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Powers Booth has appeared in two movies we've done on the podcast. What are they? Um, I don't know. They're stretches. I don't know, bud. The Avengers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Con Air. It's his voice in Con Air. Oh, oh shoot. Okay. Wait, was he in um, Young Guns 2? I don't know. I, not that <laughs> I saw, but I could have been right. Uh, how many Stanley Cups has Luke Robitaille won as a player? Four. Three. One. <laughs> Do you know who it was with? Detroit. It was with Detroit. 2001-2002. Yeah. Yep. He is the current president of the LA Kings. And he's won two with them as the president. Oh, okay. Uh. What minor league hockey team impersonated the Chicago Blackhawks? Is Columbus? Close. Cleveland. Cleveland. The Cleveland Lumberjacks, which they originally were the Muskegon Zephyrs. Huh. So I like that. Uh, How many cameras were used to capture the helicopter falling into the arena? Four. I don't know. (laughs) That's a stupid guess. I don't know. Five? Nine. Uh, If we add our answers together, we're right. Oh, yeah. High five. You're an idiot. How long until the first JCVD fight? 37 minutes. Nice. <laughs> Yammer Yager was upset that the player that was number 68, which was his number in real yeah. life, uh, he was upset with his plus and minus for the game. Do you know what it was? It was minus three. <laughs> yeah, minus three. Yeah. <laughs> it was minus three. He was on ice for all of Chicago's goals. That's mm. correct. <laughs> so. He sucks with his dumb long hair. <laughs> yep. I, I saw that they said that uh, Tom Barrasso declined a role in the film. But let him use all their pets. Yeah, let him pets. use all his like gear and stuff and, and numbers. So Yeah, and it also, I saw that it, it did say like some other 
uh, real hockey players were in the movie, but I didn't catch them. Like it said, Mario Lemieux was there, and I think even Ray Bork. But I don't know if they were in the movie. Or maybe not. they just used a shot of them. I don't know. But yeah, I that might have been wrong information. I don't know. It's something I found. I was like, I don't remember seeing them. But you know who definitely wasn't there? The who? crowd. Most of it was cardboard. I yes, did. I see that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was like a lot of the shots were just cardboard cutouts. I saw that. That was funny. Yeah, and they were able to film it because the NHL was under lock. Was uh, yeah, in, in a lockout. The ninety four ninety five lockout. Yeah, I Which, saw that pop too. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Hot shot. Who was actually in the ninety five Stanley Cup Finals? Was it? It was Chicago, wasn't it? Ninety five. I don't know. I think it was Chicago. No. No. It was, was New it? Jersey and Detroit. Oh, Detroit got, got swept. swept. Oh, yeah. shoot. <laughs> I didn't know that was that year. How about that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fun. Pittsburgh, I think, won maybe before then. If yep. I remember right. They had a couple with, with Lemieux and all that. Yep. Um, I got some taglines. All right. These are entertaining. Okay. All right. Tonight, 17,000 hockey fans have been taken hostage, but just one of them knows it. <laughs> it's kind of long, but all right. Terror goes into overtime. I like yeah. that. I like that. Action goes into overtime. <laughs> okay. still like a little it. derivative. They said game seven would be a war. They didn't know the half of it. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty good. <laughs> that one fucking sucks. I like it. Some games you can't afford to lose. I like that too. Man, yep. These are great. This Christmas, action goes into overtime. Uh, okay. That's it. Oh, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they fit pretty well, I would say. Yeah, those are bad. As far as the taglines we've had in the past, yeah, those are pretty good. No, I agree. I will give you that. <laughs> uh, oh, I have some music. Okay, because um, I kind of liked the theme song. Yeah. So we have the sudden death theme, which is done by John Debney. Don't. Don't know who he is. Yeah, he he has credits. I mean, he did music for like two hundred and six different things, like movies, oh, wow. TVs, a lot. Right. Of, he had a lot of things. Nothing, nothing that stood out for me when I looked through it. But he he's done music for a lot of stuff. Okay, cool. So here's a little piece of it. It's a really good theme. Yeah, it I like really it. Good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I I I do like it a lot. It's way too good. It kind of reminds me of of like Speed mixed with The Fugitive. Yeah, I, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, are we ready to kind of go through the plot of this? <sighs> yes. All right. So ready. Oh, Let's do man. it. I am so ready. <laughs> so, uh, and I will say, like, I forgot how this movie starts off, and seemingly. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but the beginning of this movie doesn't apply or have any bearing on the rest of the movie at all. No. No. Because it opens, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays a firefighter, it opens with like a burning building, and he's trying to save, he's like stuck in the building trying to save this child. Uh, part of the roof collapses, the other fighters, firefighters come in to save him. He survives, but the child's dead. And then we jump to two years later. Which is awful. I mean, I think we talked about this with John Wick, like... Seeing animals or children dead in a movie is Wait, like... was the child dead? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the child didn't make it. The child was dead. Yeah, 100%. And you see its dead face. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I think... The, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I missed that. It's brutal. I think it was there... Because, like, like the its eyes were open because Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, closed yeah. its eyes. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it's disturbing. And I think it was there to be, like, to show why he was no longer, like, an active firefighter, why right. he'd become, like, the fire marshal, but it seemed really unnecessary, yeah, and it like doesn't really come back up. Yeah, like, you, there's other ways yeah. you could have, you know, 
assumed that someone didn't make it in the fire and it would impact him. Like, you legit did not need to show the dead child in his yeah, hands. Yeah, it's a little rough and it doesn't have a lot of bearing on the rest of the movie. No, not at all. Because, like, throughout the movie, what the fuck is his job? He's a fire marshal. Is that what he is? Yeah. yeah. But he's not doing anything throughout the film. Well... I mean, he goes off a couple of times to inspect some things, but he kind of gets he kind of gets caught up in the plot of the movie. Yeah. It's not like he can be like, oh, hold on, I found out these terrorists are here. I better go make sure that the fire door is not blocked or something like that. I, I so get that, but it's it just, not a procedural about the job of a fire marshal. Yeah, it just seemed like he wasn't doing anything, but no, I get it. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything. He was battling terrorists. Exactly. Not doing a <laughs> damn thing. It's uh, it's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Right. Between right? the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the big deal is that the vice president is going to be at game seven. Don't Cur- know why, but he's coming to the game. Yeah, like, like is he a... Is he a Penguins be- fan? Is he a Blackhawk <laughs> fan? Is he just showing up to show up? Like, wish I knew a little bit more. <clears throat> well, I mean... It's just the VP... <clears throat> Well, the president shows up to the World Series. Yeah, he's the president. It's the World <clears throat> Series. He the vice president could too. Throws out the first. I guess. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, I, that's that's kind of not a sticking point for me. I mean, no. it's just like they had to get somebody there, so it's the vice. What president. is a sticking point for me though is that he has tickets to the game, and he's going to take his kids to the game. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme is divorced. He shows up and uh, he wants to take his kids because he's he's the fire marshal for the game. But he asked he, he got tickets as well. And and we have this scene where the son is with I'm assuming the stepfather, mm-hmm. and they're playing hockey in the driveway. But then like when when Jean Claude Van Damme brings up that he's got hockey tickets to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup, nobody is excited. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Like, the wife is, like, pissed. And even the kids are like, meh, all right, I guess. It's like, it's game seven of the Stanley Cup. I mean, they they seem kind of excited. Well, I mean, his son seemed excited. I don't know. I didn't feel it. But, like, the wife, I don't get, or the ex-wife, I should say, you know, it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Right? And she, like, not, isn't getting it. And it's like, hell, if anything, you got the night off without the kids. Yeah. Go fuck your step, your your, your husband. Whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I think she was mad because it was the son's birthday and they had something planned for what like dinner. What a great fucking birthday present. Here's tickets to game seven. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, listen, I know this is not the thing we need to dive into this much, but I think it was a contentious divorce and she doesn't Maybe. like the fact that he just shows up not planned and says, hey, I don't care what you guys are doing, I'm taking you to the game, so she's pissed about it. Yeah. All right, well, but I she, can see that. But point. she knows that she can't say, no, you can't go because it's game seven. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. No, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> so, meanwhile, while this is all going on, we're kind of getting shots of the bad guys in the movie. They're stealing, they steal like a security vehicle and some security yeah. badges. We see them packing up like a bunch of guns. I think they have explosives hidden in those penguin dolls. Which um, that never plays out. Like, you know, throughout the movie, we got JCVD like stopping C4 explosives throughout the building. But the penguins... That's how they snuck him into the building. building. So that's how they snuck him in the building. Right. Right. I thought he still had some of the bombs in the penguins. No, he finds the dolls later on, and they're like ripped ripped out. They're missing. So they they snuck him into the arena in the penguin dolls. All right. I'll give you that. (laughs) So there's also a little side thing where there's a bad guy, and we're not entirely sure why, but he shows up at this old lady's house and kind of like forces her in at gunpoint. Which is a weird fucking bad guy. Yeah, that dude is weird. He's got a big earring. Well, no, we we find out why later. I said we will find out. Oh, sorry. I said it right now. We're not sure why Got he it, shows yeah. up. It'll it'll play out <laughs> later. Uh, so uh, he he, he J- JCVD shows up at the game, uh, brings his kids into or at least his son into the locker room to meet the Penguins. Which next? It is Game Seven <clears throat> of the Stanley Cup Finals. It is ninety minutes before the puck drops, and we're just gonna have a casual visit. In the locker room for the Penguins? Yeah. There is no way in hell that would ever be allowed, even yeah. if you're the fire marshal of this arena. Well, him and Luke Robitaille seem to be buds. Like, he's, yeah. he's buds with all the players. I like also how they casually drop there that he uh, was a semi-pro goalie in Canada. Oh, yeah. Like, I yeah. never picked up on that before of all my other viewings. I, it was funny this time. I was like, oh, I like how they plant that seed right now. Or it was like, oh, well, yeah, he was a goalie. <laughs> a semi-pro. <laughs> so they throw that in. That's kind of nice. I like, too, though, like, he asks Luke Robitaille, like how's the game gonna go he's like we're going to fuck them up yeah but he says it in (laughs) french (laughs) yeah um we're also introduced to icy who's the penguins mascot it's the big penguins and it's some lady that um 
JCVD is clearly banging. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Um, and we get introduced to the old man chef. Yeah. That's and, responsible for giving the food to the vice president's box. Right. And like JCVD knows him and takes his kids to meet the chef as well. Yeah. Uh, Again, biggest game of the entire year. And he's just casually allowed to have his kids like visit everybody. Well, yeah. Including the the kitchen where the vice president is going to be giving us food. Sure. <laughs> Great. Uh, so the vice president shows up. He goes into the locker room. They show us some dude's butt for no reason. Uh, one of the players, he remember he's oh, like he's yeah. wearing like the jock strap on his head. That's right. Oh, I, yeah. I do like that part where the vice president asks him. He's like, "Oh, are you guys Democrats or Republicans?" And they're like, "Neither, sir. We're Canadians, eh?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That made me laugh. I also have a note here that says, "Remember when ESPN used to cover hockey? Because it's a big <laughs> oh, deal yeah. about how it's an ESPN game." So, so it turns out the old lady being held at gunpoint, she's the chef's wife. So yes. they call the chef and they're like, hey, you're going to get all these people into the vice president's box or we're going to kill your wife. So they agree to do it. Uh, he takes them up there. Uh, bad guys start killing a lot of people up in yep. the vice president's box. Oh, yeah. It's it's brutal. And then earring guy kills the wife yeah, anyway, which up, I'm like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah, Why'd he, you kill her? He ends up killing the chef's wife anyways. Yeah. So uh, Powers Booth. The main bad guy takes yep. over the VP's box. He kills the chef too. So yeah, really. he does. Right in the fu- is it the head or the chest? I can't remember. I think it might be the chest. But he's just like sitting on like a bar stool type of thing, like just limped there, dead. Yeah. So uh, while this is going on, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme he takes like his kids to the seats, but he's like, "Hey, I gotta go do fire marshal stuff, so you guys just stay in the seats." Yeah, let me <laughs> abandon you. You look like you're eight and five years old. There's eighteen thousand people in the arena for Game Seven, but let me leave your ass here. Hey, it was a different time. Yeah, it was a simpler time. Ninety-five. <sighs> there's a lot of there's a lot of one thing I didn't forget about. Or I forgot about this game is that there is a lot of just straight up. Hockey? hockey in this <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Like, they go to the game like a lot of just people playing hockey. And oh, I yeah. forgot how much was in there. Yeah, there's actually too much. Like, like as a kid, I was probably all excited. But as an adult, I'm like, why am I watching like AHL hockey disguised <laughs> as Blackhawks and Penguins right now? So uh, Powers Booth, uh, his main kind of plot is, and I don't. They kind of touch on his backstory, but they don't give you the full thing. He was like maybe former CIA. <laughs> Now turned rogue yeah. because yeah. he wants the vice president to unfreeze like a bunch of money that the government has frozen and kind of transfer it to his accounts. And if they don't do this, he's going to blow up the arena. And I think he says he's going to start like after each period. After period one, he's going to kill one person. Yep. After period two, he's killed two. And then he's going to blow up the whole arena yep. if he doesn't get this money unfroze. Yeah. And so meanwhile, you know, we get back to the kids that are watching the game. And, you know, they're getting kind of frustrated that JCVD hasn't come back. You know, again, I guess you're right. It's a different time. But the the boy sneaks in a, a, a small mini super soaker gun. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> which I don't know how security didn't check that, but whatever. Well, there wasn't, they didn't do security checks then. Game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. I think they would still be doing security checks in 1995. I don't think they did, man. Uh, you could be right, but I, I don't know. If the vice president was there, they're not doing security I checks. Don't th- honestly, I don't think all that stuff happened until after 9-11. 9/11. Could yeah. be. I, I would side with LBJ on that. I don't know. I feel like if the vice president was there, they probably did a little bit more. But well, they had but you're right. He had his own entrance and his own. Yeah, that's elevator. true. Well, they're they're kind of <laughs> arguing in the seats, and he like sprays her with a squirt gun, and the daughter gets all upset. So yeah, she, I write down like, why is the brother <laughs> being such a bitch? Like <laughs> he's just mean, you know? Because then he makes fun of his dad. Like yeah. dad can't handle, you know, because he killed a kid or whatever. He keeps bringing it up. Like what? Why dad is so like messed up and yeah, can't bring himself to do stuff. Also, while I think just lets his sister leave. It's like, okay. Well, yeah. And also while this is going on, Powers Booth kills the mayor's wife, which is super brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. But I will say she was annoying as yeah, fuck. She was crying a lot. So Powers Booth was like, well, I think I'm going to kill you first. It does. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's brutal. But. I was kind of kinda okay with that. I'm like, you know what, Powers? I agree on that, on that front. So JCVD's daughter runs into the bathroom and accidentally stumbles upon a dead body <laughs> once she goes into the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out Icy did it, the mascot, because now that's being a terrorist has taken over the costume. And, uh, and of course, they have one female terrorist there. Yep. Yeah. Just coincidentally happens to be a female person in Icy. And why? 
Why is there? Why is it necessary for a terrorist to be the mascot? No idea. <laughs> right? Like, what is the gain there? Um, I would say that they're trying to infiltrate the arena, and it's a good way to get around and not be, you know, like people. You know what? Maybe Icy is the one setting the bombs. Could be, and people expect to see the mascot walking around. So you're, I mean, I know it sounds crazy to say you're inconspicuous, but you kind of are at a hockey game if you're dressed up as a mascot. People are going to expect to see you all over the place. Okay, so we're making great assumptions, but none of this was actually stated in the film. I just want to bring no. that part up. All right, but, we're not. We get into a lot of movies we watch. Don't <laughs> spell out every single thing that happens in it. Yeah, not everything. I know, and I usually call it out like I am now. Not everything can be a historical drama. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so, uh, JCVD goes back up, yells at his kid, and in, uh, in a key scene, takes a squirt gun from him, so he has uh, it on him And now. tells him, even if the building is falling down around him, he does not leave the seat, which will be important later on, too. So, he- You stay right here. Don't you move. <laughs> he sees that Icy has his daughter, so he chases after Icy, um, his daughter gets taken up to the vice president's box right. with yeah. Powers Booth. She comes back down, and then him and her and JCVD have a fight. Uh, this while, is my favorite part of the movie. While right she's here. wearing the mascot costume, because it's kind of <laughs> awesome. But it's he has such a hard time fighting this lady in the mascot costume. Like their fight, I think, is like the longest fight of the movie is between yeah. these two. Yeah. Well, it makes sense partially because she's wearing that extra suit. So every time he goes to hit her, he's hitting the suit. He's not really hitting her. Yeah, and, you know, he starts right off the bat with the kicks. Yeah. yeah. Like, right from the beginning. So they have a pretty awesome fight, and she ends up getting, (laughs) like, caught in the industrial dishwasher. Oh, yeah. And, like, choked out. (laughs) But I just like it how it's, like, still the mascot. Yeah, it's great. So, because I also like the scene where I think it's the top of the mascot's head is, like, hitting the ceiling fan. (laughs) And so, like, chunks of the... Yeah, when they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So then, after... This is done. He runs to go get help, but of course, he happens to grab one of the security guards that is a fake security guard. Oh, it's yes. a bad guy posing as one. So he brings him to the kitchen, and then they get in a fight, yep. and he kicks this guy's ass pretty quickly. Oh, and yeah. then this guy coughs up like the entire plan that's going on. Like, and then he stabs him in the neck with a bone. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah a chicken, chicken bone. bone. It is a chicken bone because the guy says "fuck you" and "fuck your kid." Yeah, and then he stabs him with a chicken bone, which is pretty sweet. Yes, he does. Um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme tries to call for help, but he realizes that the phones are down. Uh, and he says, "Notify their families." What? Uh, he when he finally gets a hold of someone. He says, notify their families. And I have no idea what he meant by that. I don't remember that part. You know, why does a firefighter know <laughs> martial arts? Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. They they don't ever explain why he's so good at fighting. I, I, I don't know. They never explain it. And I kept waiting. I was like, oh, they're going to say he, for some reason, or he had past military service or something. They don't. Not, yeah, like, not not for a second do they explain why he can fight and do all these karate moves. They it's just he just does it. Right, like all they could have said was like after the, the girl died in the fire, he fucking ran away to Kunlun to get trained as the Iron Fist or something. Or they could have just been like, Yeah, before he was a fireman, he was in the military or something. Anything. But they didn't. Which is okay, it's fine. Um, All these random cars start exploding. <laughs> that's true. Well, first, first he goes to like the owner's box, and that's where he finds his friend Joan, the actual icy, and she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. And he, she's he, like hung up in the closet or something. And he he gets on the phone and he calls and he's talking to the head secret service guy, that Hallmark. Yep. Uh, and they're like, oh, we got a plan. Uh, so they're gonna try and send some guys in. From on the roof to get in, yeah. But then the guy that was at the old lady's house, he's on a building across the street with a rocket launcher. <laughs> yes, he is. And he shoots at one of the helicopters, and they take off. Yeah. And, and somehow, like, they kind of got an idea of where the shot came from, but they don't get him in time. No, they don't. He Which, gets away. how does the FBI not like? Why are they not on that? Like, why are oh, there yeah. no FBI agents around the uh, on on the the roofs of these buildings that are around the arena? Like, wouldn't that be, like, it's got to be some sort of protocol. Like, okay, like, we're everywhere else around the arena. Oh, yeah, we get I'm cool sure people on the roof. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So they, they try and send some more agents in, like, disguise, but then immediately <laughs> it doesn't work out because they get sent back out oh God, dead the inside the Zamboni. <laughs> Which, how did, like, and we don't know how they died. Nope. Somehow they're already frozen. Yep. It's awesome. It's like, this happened three minutes ago. Yeah, like, they, how is this already happening? And how did the Zam, did they just hit, like, the accelerator and the Zamboni's just driving itself? Because no one's driving it. But well, it makes a pretty straight dash into the parking lot. And it opens. As soon as he gets there, it, it opens. Yeah. And opens up so we can see the bodies. But then we also have at this point, too, he's like, he's in some sort of like boiler room area and he's going all MacGyver on us, right? Like he's contracting yeah, he that built, weapon. He builds like kind of like a nail gun shooter. Yeah, uh, like a dart gun thing. Yeah. Yeah. I and don't he, know. He also uh, also the first period ends so Powers Booth kills the mayor yeah. yep. because he said he's gonna, and he doesn't feel like they're moving the money fast enough or they haven't started to. Nope. Uh, that is pretty cool. Remember he gets into the because uh, like the phone gets smashed so he can't talk on the phone so he gets in and he sends a message from the jumbotron yes. outside. Yeah, and then the guy with the rocket launcher <laughs> blows up, up the, the jumbotron, jumbotron, which is friggin' sweet. Which I feel like wouldn't there be people around the neighborhood looking at the jumbotron like at this point freaking out? Wouldn't people I mean, I know there aren't cell phones. So I I guess I'm confused. Okay. Like, why is nothing being done? Well, there's there's all kinds I of know cops. There's the, the threat. The area's cordoned off. They have there's tons of cops. They show them all arriving. They try and send people in and they get sent out dead. But I mean, like, aren't fans showing up late to the game? And then they would see what's happening. Well, and then news would get back. around and like it just seems like everything is working perfectly when in a real situation like that, that that's not how this would be going down. I, I'm, I'm confused by your question. I don't know what you think. It's The police show up in at the Secret Service, the police, the FBI, cordon off the whole arena. So anyone that's showing up to the game late isn't going to get through a police barricade. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. <laughs> I, this movie numbs my brain. Never mind. Uh, so Jean-Claude Van Damme, he, he makes a map because he, he once he knows there's bombs, he kind of is right. like, well, I think that these would be the, structurally, these would be the place that they would put the bombs to cause the mm -hmm. most damage. So he goes out and he starts trying to find the bombs and start, like, defusing them. Yeah, this, this literally massive arena, he's going to go around and try to disarm every single one of these bombs that he thinks he knows where they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. that's plausible. <laughs> No, no. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I, okay. So, yeah, this is where, you know, the contraction that he made uh, is created, and he runs into a random bad guy. Uh, they start fighting, and it is cool. Like, the dart goes right in the guy's neck because he's got it attached to some sort of hydraulic thing on his back. It's like a compressed, back. yeah. Yeah. So when he lifts his arm, it shoots it off. Um and, but then the other guy got in, like the, the CIA guy got in. So I'm like, where the hell did he come from? Well, um, he... Did he tell someone, hey, I'm going to go take a smoke break. I'll be back. He might have. Yeah, because know. he he has a does he has a, a phone or a radio. Does he have a phone or a radio that talks directly to Powers Booth? Well, I, I, I think it's a phone. I think it's a phone. Yeah. But I think he, Hallmark says that because they try and send a bunch of guys in, he's like, well, I'm going to go in by myself and see what I can do. Oh, okay. He does say that. Yeah. And he gets in and he, they team up, but then it's like immediately we find out that Hallmark is actually a bad guy. Yeah, right. immediately. And he's working with Powers Booth. So it, my next question here then, why is he the only FBI agent running the show? Well, it's Secret Service. Secret Service. Why is he the only Secret Service guy running the show? Well, Shouldn't I, there be several people? If Die Hard told me anything, you have Agent Johnson and Johnson here. Well, in this particular case, they had Agent Hallmark. Yeah, he was the lead, the yeah. lead agent. Which, but I mean, you're talking about the vice president and 17,000 people in danger. You've no, got I, one person running the ship here? Uh, you're right. There would generally <laughs> be more people here. Yeah. But this is also a movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Also, you, you didn't have a problem in Air Force One when there was one agent running all the agents for Air Force One. No, I thought that that's was the, dumb, too. That's the same thing. There's one guy in charge, and there's a lot of other agents that are funneling up to him. I know. No, you're right. So, After this, so while you were saying, like, you know, JCVD is, is talking to, to Hallmark about you know, how he has kids here. So Hallmark... You know, he, he, you know, JCVD is going to go around and get the bombs, and he tells Hallmark, like, 
find my kids for me, right? Like protect them. So, which is, you know, we know that's a bad move because he's a bad guy. So he tries to go to get to the sun and the sun like outsmarts him. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Well, the son just won't leave, yeah, the just seat. leave his seat. He just won't leave his seat. But then he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm good friends with your dad and whatnot." He's like, "He even invited me to dinner." And I can't remember what the question was that he asked, but it was like he totally like fooled him. Well, I think he asked him, "Was like, oh, is my mom gonna be there?" Oh, that's he's exactly like, oh, what yeah, it was. your mom's gonna be the whole family. Or and something. he's like, "They're divorced." Yeah, so he won't go with them. Uh, <laughs> Hallmark catches back up with Jean Claude Van Damme and turns on him. That's when he uses the uh, squirt gun. Full of the lighter fluid that he put in there and the yep. uh, the lighter, lighter yep. and sets him on fire and it's like really brutal. He's like, yeah. I wrote down this is Paul Verhoeven style, like lit <laughs> totally. on fire. Because you know his face is all scarred There's and fucked like, up too. He catches on fire so fast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he does. yeah, yeah, yeah. He like goes up like a like, freaking inferno. Oh yeah. Yep. Because I thought he was definitely dead, but then he came back and he was just horribly scarred, and then they fought some more. Yep. And then I think he finally got killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the phone uh, and he calls Powers Booth and he talks to Powers Booth directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powers Booth is, he's such a terrible, I mean, he's a good he's, villain. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's so dick. awful because he's really like, he's he's like really tough talking like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's daughter and uh-huh. threatening her quite a bit, which is, it's like, all right, dude, we're evil. You get it. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, defuses <laughs> more bombs. Uh, they, they find him like in the stands. There's that cool part where he's trying to get away from the bad guys, and he's like running down the top of all the seats yeah. in the arena. Yeah, he's like snapping people's necks by jumping <laughs> on top of their heads. I mean, how many people did JCVD kill just trying to get downstairs accidentally? Well, the answer is 36. <laughs> That's the body count. <laughs> so, so he's just like, I guess they're in, in real life, they're just pieces of cardboard, but. So the bad guys are chasing him, and he goes into the because the the starting goalie for the Penguins is like sick or whatever. So they take him off the ice, God. and he's they're like, "Go get yeah. some oxygen or whatever in the locker room." Yeah, what's crazy though, because he's the guy when he, when they go to visit the locker room, he's the guy with the no teeth that's giving Jean Claude Van Damme all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, because he's a goalie, and yeah. JCVD was a goalie. But he, and, he seemed fine there. Yeah, he did. But all of a sudden, he's got. 106 degree fever. Yeah, 106 degree fever. And apparently he's a pussy. You know, Michael Jordan can win the NBA finals with the flu, but not this goalie. Well, he's also wearing 40 pounds of. Whatever. It's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals, and you're going to ask to get pulled in the. It's the third period at this time, right? It's the third period. You're like, I need out. He was playing bad, too. And this is where things get even worse. So he, he hides in the <laughs> locker room, yeah. but he puts on the starting goalie's uniform, which has been taken off at the time. And he ends up out on the ice, and then he ends up in net. He's fucking playing the goalie in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. and I will say, my notes do say, this, is, this movie takes a break for like five minutes for him to play goalie. Because <laughs> uh-huh. he's oh literally just playing goalie for like five minutes. He makes an awesome save, and then he does that... that Sign to his son. Yeah, does yeah. sign language. Like I love you. Well, I love you to his son. But then he's like, oh, the bad guys kind of notice he's on the ice. So he's Coach, like, how the fuck does the bad guy notice <laughs> that the goalie is John Claude Van Damme? Yeah, that was the part I was like, <laughs> how? well, there's, how? there's no possible way they would think to look at that. I was, I like yelled. But I, in but, my, in my living room, I yelled, like, what the fuck? How does this guy know that? But I like it because he's got to get off the ice, so he just skates out and just decks a guy. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and gets a game misconduct. Um, I do like that he decks the guy. That's kind of funny. So the bad guys are still chasing him. Because the coach is all pissy, too. He's like, what the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> he has a shootout in the weight room with a guy. Yep. Uh, the Penguins score like right at the end of the third period, and it goes into overtime. And then the movie... Men- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Do not... Listen. I... Not only do they just score at the end of the period, they score literally as it goes off. That the the period is over. But my question is, what the fuck does Powers Booth care about overtime? The third period's over. He doesn't have his money, right? The the, the result of the game is going to make him change his plan. Well, I think, it, I think it's just <laughs> yeah. an, I think it's just an excuse for everybody in the movie to say sudden death like eight thousand <laughs> times. That's exactly right. Because, like, and we kind of mentioned it earlier, but Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's, he's basically MacGyver in this movie. He's always Pretty building much. stuff. Yeah. Because uh, he goes out to the roof, and he, he climbs to the top of the roof, 
Um, he kicks a bad guy off the roof, which is pretty sweet. Uh, he opens part of the retractable roof. Oh, and that brings up another part. There's a scene earlier on during the game where the roof is opened and fireworks go off. Why? Why did that happen? I don't even understand why a hockey arena has a retractable roof. That's a great question, too. Uh, maybe I mean, they, it did. Maybe they use it for other things. The only thing I could think is maybe like soccer. Or maybe they have a Canadian League football team. Oh, In wait, this Pittsburgh. is Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> oh, man. Yep. That's what this movie does to you. It makes you dumb that because a, this movie is fucking horrible. That was a brain fart. Um, so he climbs <sighs> to the roof. Uh, he, he, he opens part of the retractable roof and he's going to kind of go down in it, but then he fights with another bad guy and they tussle. Then the bad guy falls onto the scoreboard yeah. and the scoreboard explodes. And then, every, then it's pandemonium. Yeah. yeah. And well, you'd think the pandemonium would have started when the roof opened. But this is the second time the roof opened. Wouldn't people be freaking out when it opened the first time and there's just all these fireworks shooting off in the middle of the game seven of the Stanley Cup? Maybe. I don't know. Like who didn't say... Shit, we should probably, like, postpone the game for a minute. Why is this roof up and there's fireworks going off? Well, I, I'm sure they planned yeah, they for the fireworks. Yeah, they probably planned for the fireworks. I don't think, part. like, someone just climbed up there and set them off. Like, no, have- because it was during the game playing. I think, what's his name? The bad guy, Powers, was trying to show that he had power. I, I don't know. Why did it? It was it was not intermission. It was during the game. I'm not sure what part you're talking about. Yeah, I don't about. know what part you're talking about. I don't remember them. I don't remember Powers Booth setting off fireworks in the yeah. movie. Oh, there's definitely a scene there. How'd you guys watch this? Uh, I, I watched I, it. I rented it. Or I, no, I have it on uh, on Vudu. I rented it on Comcast and watched it. Okay, I had it. It was Amazon Prime for me. There, there was a scene. I'm not making it up. That the the roof is opened and it seems like Powers is trying to open it intentionally, and then these fireworks go off. I didn't see that scene. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. I don't remember that. Wow. That's weird. Did you watch like a director's cut? Maybe. I don't know. It, it made no sense. Like, I'm like, why is this happening right now? Yeah, I don't remember that scene at all. So anyways. Yeah, uh, bizarre. Okay. Jean-Claude, uh, he repels down into the arena, and then he kind of basically zip lines over <laughs> to the owner's box. He, yep, he somehow. Made, he made this homemade bomb, and he throws the homemade bomb, and it blows a roof in the... Uh, the Puts oh, a the, hole in the roof, in yeah. The, in the box. He drops in... Takes out all the bad guys in the box besides Powers Booth. Uh, Powers Booth puts on like a, a, a fake mustache, which is sweet, uh, and a penguin's jacket, and he starts kind of exploding all the bombs that are left in the arenas, the one that uh, Jean-Claude yep. didn't get. Um, he, he grabs his daughter uh, and gives his daughter to, I think, one of the agents to take care of. No, he goes and gets his son first. Sorry, right, yeah, because right. while the pandemonium's happening, the son is still in the yeah, staying in a seat. He's the only one still in the seat. So they, I'm yeah. sorry, they go and get the son, and then they're gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his daughter gets grabs by gets grabbed by Powers Booth. Yep. Uh, they go up to the roof because there's a helicopter which he's gonna get away on. They have a fight on the roof. <laughs> the daughter falls falls through what I think is a trap door in the roof. I, I don't think, know. I don't know. And, and somehow this daughter has super strength and is able to hold on while she's dangling thousands <laughs> of feet in the air. Um, JCVD, I think might get, might get shot. I think he jumps in front of a bullet. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Um, and then so Powers Booth is trying. I think, to- doesn't the gun jam? No, he gets shot in the. Oh, uh, does he get shot? He gets shot like in the in like the ribs. Okay. Um. So, uh, Powers Booth is trying to get away on the helicopter. Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, he gr- he grabs onto the ladder. Jean Claude Van Damme pulls a straight up Batman. He I was gra- gonna say this is like Joker and Batman. He grabs onto the ladder. He shoots upwards and he kills the pilot of the helicopter. And then the pilot falls. I mean, the, the helicopter falls, for some reason, like, Perfectly. exactly perpendicular. <laughs> yeah. like, 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 it doesn't just fall out of the sky. It turns completely sideways and falls straight down. Yes. So him and Powers Booth can have eye contact as he falls through the roof of the arena and then smashes into the ice and kind of has a kind of a not that big of an explosion you think yeah, it would be no okay? it's not that big of an explosion it's kind of a tame explosion it takes out i think powers booth is screaming the whole way down uh, yes and he's screaming like i think like 
You know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when the the general is on the tank and the tank like falls over the cliff and he's yes. like, yeah, it's like that kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah. insane type and, of thing. And then they Jean Claude Van Damme kind of hurt, gets loaded in an ambulance and driven that's off. It. And that that's is literally it. it. That literally is over. Ends. That's the end of the movie. No, no, no wrap up. No nothing. We got it. He's done. He saved the day. Yeah, I, when that helicopter just falls <laughs> perfectly it was such straight a weird, down, unnatural. Oh yeah, it's thing. like because if it, it fell, it would just fall straight down. But it turns completely perpendicular, perpendicular yeah. and then goes down. So it didn't make any sense, but I kind of loved it because it was just so they could make eye contact. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking. Uh huh. <sighs> any role reversals, LPG? I do have some role reversals in this. Hold on, my computer just pooped. There we go. It's. I'm pulling it up now. Ready? Here it comes. There it is. That's I have it right. Here, role reversals. So, uh, for Darren, uh, John Claude Van Damme's character, mm-hmm. you know, the normal Schwarzenegger. Yeah, of course. Sure. Um, I mean, I could see this as a Schwarzenegger movie. It wouldn't have been very good. And, and I mean, that's my issue that I have with this movie is you're not really using JCVD's talents in this film. Well, no, you are. However, they don't make sense for his character. I. There's not enough of it, I feel. Well, I don't think anyway. they can put any more than that. Um, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, of course. I think he would have been terrible in this. And then Bruce Willis. Well, because this is just a shitty diehard, so yeah. he would he would fit just fine. And as far as uh, Powers Booth goes, uh, James Woods. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, James Powers Woods. Booth is awesome, but James really Woods would have been great. James Woods would have been good too. Yeah. 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 That those would have been both solid. Yeah, either you know, I will say that the 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 villain role in this is a he's a great villain. He yeah. is. He's terrible. Oh, he's awful. Yeah, yeah he's. I mean, uh, that scene in in that owner's box, like we talked about, is a brutal scene. Oh, totally. I mean, he's just taking everyone out. He's got zero remorse, and it 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 does beg the question, like, why is this guy this pissed? But we never find that out. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't know. You know, like that that motive is not quite there. No. Like we never find that out. I, I think they mentioned he's CIA and they mentioned that he was running like he was part of the kind of the black book yeah. you know, group and that the money that they're laundering that they're taking away from them is the money that they use to fund those groups. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know, trying to get that money from them. Yeah, that doesn't quite seem like a reason to be so ruthless, but no. You're well, right. I don't know. Maybe he's just a dick. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Could be. All right. We ready to give this guy ratings? Is there anything else we need to share? Uh, no, I don't have anything, now. Great. Just go first. Perfect. I hate this movie. Oh, I yeah? You don't say. fucking hated it from beginning to end. Oh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like... Like, I liked Hard Target. I was excited that we were going to do a JCVD movie. I remember watching this movie as a kid, and everything about this movie bugged me the wrong way. From showing a dead kid in the beginning, to nothing making sense about the story, to the insanity of just how the process happened. It's like I said, it's it's a shitty diehard. I mean, it's very much like a diehard premise of this movie, but no, it's it's not good like diehard at all. It, it, it's. I'll give it one machine gun. Wow. I don't want to see this movie ever again, and I would not recommend it to anybody. You I'll go, go next. Yeah, you can go ahead. I enjoy this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a fun watch. I think it's completely ridiculous. Not much of it makes sense. Um, I think Powers Booth is fantastic in it. I think John claude Van Damme is actually pretty good in this. As far as his acting goes, he's not overacting. He's not doing more than he should be. Um, I don't think he's bad in this at all. Uh, some of the stuff doesn't make sense, sure. But some of it, <laughs> yeah. But I enjoy the movie a lot. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three machine guns. Uh, I I enjoy it a lot too. I think it's a lot of fun. Yep, you two um, are crazy. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make a sense. But it's they're not making like a historical drama based on fact. It doesn't have to make. Listen, you don't need like, to keep ru- throwing the historical no, that, references. That, in my that face. wasn't even. That was just <laughs> pointing out that like movies are movies. They yeah, don't man. have to make, especially an action movie that's supposed to be just fun and stuff blowing up. Not every plot point. I mean, we could pick apart 
half the movies we do on this podcast. But and it's they, like they what you sense. mentioned, though. Like, you know, like we did Air Force One a few weeks ago. Like, I really, in, like, that was a fun movie to me. And that movie is crazy. But there was, like, this, this movie doesn't compare to me in that way. Like, you feel like this is Air Force One quality? Hovercraft Joe? Just curious. I mean, I, it might not be as good a movie as Air Force One. I wouldn't say that Air Force One is like miles above this. I think they both have kind of ludicrous premises. I mean, I think there's, I don't think it's e- fair to say like, well, I really think Air Force One makes sense and all that <laughs> stuff could happen. Yeah. But like, I don't think someone could plant bombs in an arena. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I just look at a movie like The Rock. You like The Rock. I did like The Rock, and, and that was rock insane. Completely, that's The Rock is, I would say, more insane than this is. But I guess it's like the delivery of that movie kept me into it. I guess this, I, I just wasn't, the only thing that kept me in this film was the bad guy. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I thought so, it was, I, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed how fun and how tongue in cheek it kind of was. Yep. I mean, he fights a mascot. He's the goalie at one point. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. But again, it's a movie and it's supposed to be fun. And I enjoyed it. And like, yeah, maybe they don't explain Jean Claude Van Damme's character. And maybe, you know, maybe he has some fight scenes, maybe not the best. But not every movie Jean Claude Van Damme can be kickboxer or, or, you know, blood sport where it's like, oh, he's fighting in a tournament. So that's why he's fighting. You know, it's like, they have to think of reasons, so it's like, yeah, maybe he doesn't use all of his skills, but I think it's supposed to be more of a subdued, like, I'm like, you know, quote unquote, the everyman, I'm just a firefighter who knows how to fight. So I think that's maybe why they strayed away from some of the more extravagant fight scenes that maybe he would have in movies. But anyways, uh, I, I like I said, I just thought it was fun, and yeah, it's ridiculous and over the top, but it's supposed to be, uh, you know, and I think it's supposed to be kind of tongue in cheek. It started as an action comedy, and I think it's still kind of more on the the comedy side. Yep. So I'll, I'll agree with you and give it uh, three machine guns. Yep. I guess I wish that if they if they tried to make it more comedy, I probably would have appreciated it more. I think it it tried too hard. I don't know. I feel like to me, it's it's acting too serious. And when they try to make it comedy like it, it falls flat to me. So that's that's just kind of my thought on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Red. <laughs> yeah, I, it really was. So, and I do apologize for any of our listeners if I was getting a little bit too intense on the hater aid, but <sighs> I don't know. This this was a brutal watch for me. It really was. Like, it's okay to not like things. Just don't be a dick about it. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be a dick. I wasn't like insulting you guys, but I was insulting the movie. You were. <laughs> All right. Well, that's sudden death. I would be curious maybe what any of our um, followers, how they feel about this movie. I bet you most of them like it. <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately don't think you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. So, so we want to thank our guests death. for being here today. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have one. Oh. Yep. I thought Jean-Claude Van Damme was here. Oh, yeah. It's our, yeah Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really enjoyed you listening, uh, watching my movie and uh, talking about it. And uh, and uh, I love you. <laughs> I was going to say, Jean-Claude, how do you feel about me pissing on your movie the whole time? Oh, it's okay, man. I'm, I'm a lover. <laughs> I love everybody. Man, I, I kind of wish you would have offered some insights into the movie while we were talking about it. Yeah, why couldn't it? you give us more information about all these plot holes? It was the 90s. I was drunk and high on coke. <laughs> all right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Jean-Claude, can you tell us a little bit more about Games of the Media? I sure can. <laughs> hey! This is the Last National Podcast, part of the Gamezilla Media uh, website. Are we going borderline racist now? (laughs) Uh, All our French listeners are done. You can catch my friends every Monday on the Gamezilla Media Podcast. Uh, No, that's not right. Okay, I'm digging over. <laughs> so, thank you, Jean Claude, for helping out as best as you could. So, uh, I'm on Monday- very welcome. On <laughs> Monday nights, the Gamezilla podcast comes to you live on Mixer. If you miss it, uh, you can listen to it on Tuesdays. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Wednesdays, uh, LPJ and I are on season two of Noobs and Dragons. Dragons! I hate dragons! <laughs> yeah, they're the worst, aren't they, Jean-Claude? Oh, they're, they're very difficult to kick. <laughs> Where are we?
would you kick them if you could kick them? Would you try for the face? <laughs> yeah, that's where you t- <laughs> Yes, you try. <laughs> I try to like roundhouse kick their balls or maybe something like that. They're dragons. They don't have balls. <laughs> well, how do they procreate? Don't look at me. <laughs> could, could be a female dragon, too. <laughs> that's true. Get you right in the badge. <laughs> Uh, all right, Thursdays. Thursdays we got Legend of Retro. I can't keep it going. Thursday we got Legend of Retro, and then Sunday we have Noise Land Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. Jean Claude, what happened to your microphone? Jean Claude was. I think so, I broke it. Was so excited he uh, unplugged his headphones. I think. Yeah, what a what a mistake. Now I'm now I've got a French accent. I don't know it's, why. It's contagious. The it's, outbreak has hit you. It sure is. Holy cow! It's late. We haven't said that one in a while. This show is uh, going off the rails. <laughs> you think anyone's listening? Screw it! Hit the music. <laughs> I was gonna say. You think anyone's? Oh no! We actually we have something. We have a special thing. Hovercraft Joe uh, wanted us to share some Johnny Karate for you all. Oh, I love this song. Story of Sudden Death, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's me! An awesome movie about karate and hockey, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Still me! Picture this, it's game seven. Stanley Cup Finals, the Pittsburgh Penguins versus Chicago Blackhawks. Jean-Claude Van Damme's playing a lowly fire marshal who's there enjoying the game with his family. The vice president's there, also a group of terrorists. And they break the Pittsburgh Civic Arena with bombs? Oh no! This is a story of sudden death. 